Hello and welcome to Phil's Breakfast Metal, episode 128. So this episode I'm basing around, a friend of mine went to Malaysia in the last year and very kindly while over there went looking in a local kind of music shop to see if they had any albums by Malaysian metal bands to, to show me, like to, to give me an idea about like the scene and see what someone local would recommend. And among a couple of other things, he picked up these two old compilations from the 90s that he brought back um, and kindly gave to me. That this is, this is my friend Ollie, who we've had on a couple of episodes of the podcast talking about like stone and metal stuff. Um, yeah, and he very kindly gifted me these two compilations, uh, Storm of Nebula and uh, The Ultimate Metal Collection From Heaven to Hell, which features primarily Malaysian bands and I think both these compilations are from like the late 90s so they're really interesting insight into that scene and personally must confess I don't think I owned any music by a Malaysian metal band um, before listening to these compilations so you know it was really sort of eye-opening getting this this stuff from Ollie and I thought well maybe fun for a sort of quicker episode it's always just do a bit of a rundown of like I've listened to both comps a few times and gone away and listened to a few sort of related albums by the artists involved and I'll just like run through the bands in them and you know explain what the compilations are like and kind of maybe get a little bit of a picture of what the Malaysian scene was like back in particularly in 1996 for one of them I'm not quite sure of the release date for the other comp so the first of the two compilations the one I want to go into a bit more detail on is the Storm of Nebula compilation which is put out by Nebula Productions who seem to be like a small black and death metal label focusing primarily in Malaysian metal bands um they, I think they're more or less inactive now, like, looking on Discogs, they haven't put out, like, a huge amount of releases recently, but there are, like, there's, like, a tape collection they put out in, like, 2021, which I don't know whether it's, like, licensed through someone else or something like that, but, yeah, it seemed like they were very active in the early 90s, and this compilation focuses on six bands with a total of, um, 12 tracks between them, and, like, a bit of a spread between, like, Black Death and Thrash Metal, but, um, leaning towards more of a black metal energy which probably unsurprising for the metal scene in 1996 also note um the reason i'm saying that strangely and i i can't find if this is a word or not but the the label name is spelt like nebula but there's an i after the b is i u l a um and I'm not, I'm probably just going to start referring to them as Nebula, because I don't think that's a word, as far as my brief googling could find. Anyway, first band on this comp are a really fun one, and don't actually fit what I was saying earlier, so gonna continue to be a problem throughout this episode, the pronunciation might get a bit <laughs> a bit messy, but the, yeah, the first band is Lang Suri, um, spelled L-A-N-G-S- u-i-r or sometimes we're white so like it seems like they've gone for a few few different spellings of the band name and they're far more of a death metal entity on this release um their their song is a really great way to start off the demo it's just this really fast very brutal harsh sounding death metal track like it's two and a half minutes incredibly to the point nicely down tuned just very classic death metal riffing fantastic like very low kind of slightly guttural vocals but without moving quite into the the brutal uh death metal um territory and one that i i really like the production of so the 
the quality of recording of between both these comps is pretty raw at this point in time um and this is one that kind of gets the mix quite nicely right for a death metal band with you know quite a fast attack on the drums there's some solid like harsh bass attack in there like the the, the clang of the bass really uh cuts through um cuts through the mix and they're, they're they seem to have a bit of a connection with the other bands on this this release so most of the bands get two or more songs sadly there's only like two two minutes 30 of them on this comp which is for like an hour of music it's a bit of a shame but their main guy uh bentara guru um is also in vociferation eternity who are another band with like sort of an interesting legacy in this and I'll, we'll get into them more a bit after this but yeah so they don't have like an album out at this point in time they have a ep that comes out afterwards eastern cruelty which i think this song's taken from like a 1996 release and a couple of demos before that and it's it's all in that that vein of like this cool solidly written very classic format uh death metal and something that's going to be a theme with a lot of these bands of there is just a gap in their discography so apparently um Langsura are active again now they have an album out in 2005 and then a follow-up album in 2019 but there's always this gap of the early 2000s and i've certainly not done enough political research uh, to know to the true history of that but i think there's something around sort of like morality police putting putting the shutdown a bit on on stuff that might be seen a bit like alternative countercultury like the rising black metal scene interesting with this band actually um as much as like a lot of their early stuff is well i mean the first demo is called occultus mysticism um they're actually mainly sing about muslim stuff they are a, a muslim themed metal band with occasional occult leanings but yeah just interesting seeing a metal band coming from that perspective i think it's relatively unique and yeah so i checked out i haven't heard their 2019 album but i checked out their 2005 album asik and it's very different to the demo they've taken a lot like in a lot of like you know contemporary metal influences at that point in time and it's this very slick and polished death metal album with like little like sort of techie elements and some nods to the kind of more core stuff appearing at the the time like even the album cover is very early 2000s kind of style so you know interestingly a band that sort of rolled with the times
so they're not actually the next band on the comp but i think it makes sense to follow up these two because of like the the overlapping lineup but yeah the next band uh, i want to talk about is vociferation eternity so these get a lot more focus on the the compilation there's three tracks from them and they they feel like somewhat of a super group you've got members of um uh the band uh necrotic chaos who, who don't actually turn up this comp but have like one of these ones that had some cool demos and reformed um the guitarist of silk and Az, who are quite a big deal it seems and we'll get to them in a bit and then yeah members of uh langsir as well so yeah it's, it's the cool like sort of free piece and they're kind of an outlier on this like metal archives lists them as melodic death metal but i'd very much put them in that like atmospheric death doom camp like full of beautiful melodies like the very slow excellent clean passages amazing lead guitar um it the vocals are entirely screamed it is like true like death doom but with real melodic doom touches a lot of atmosphere like uh the the first track they they have on the the compilation uh ocean myth like is full of these kind of like water and wind sound effects that i bet adds to the um add to the kind of melodies and stuff and all the playing is like really good so there's three musicians on it um we we have uh bentara guru doing lead guitar and vocals but then the bass player on it is is like absolutely fantastic as well um oh no 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 bentara guru is just playing bass so it's it's darky of uh uh as um doing doing guitar and vocals and yeah and keyboards as well and so the bass playing is really interesting. He has a really cool place in the mix. Is regularly doing great stuff. The the drums are incredibly complex. The the second track, uh, the Lake Pujangi. Oh god, I'm going to struggle with these pronunciations. I am sorry. Second track, this was really sort of a memorable drum groove on it. This was one of the the ones that immediately after hearing this compilation, I went out and picked up this album because I I just thought it was kind of like a really fascinating thing and felt very contemporary as well being like 96 like the sort of the death doom boom is slightly after like the kind of peak of the first death metal wave so this feels just very fitting to those bands if you're into that kind of peaceful free sound i think this is something something that would really appeal it's just very epic very melodic obviously it's malaysia in 96 so it's it's not the most polished mix in the world but they they do a lot with with the sound and everything's very clear and you know it sounds like a, it sounds like a release from the time but it you know i really like the sound of it so as i say it's going to keep being a thing um vociferation eternity are are still active so they put out two albums in quite close succession ocean myth which i i know and then meadows yearn which i have not not got to yet but in in recent years they've they've put out like a a new ep disclose the shining um again i've not got to check all this stuff out because there's quite a few bands on this list but it's it's very cool to see these bands are kind of coming back with uh with more stuff one issue as well and i find this a lot when you're you're listening to to stuff particularly from like sort of east asia you you they don't use the same platforms as us so although these bands are all still active 
a lot of these albums haven't migrated to Bandcamp. I don't think most of them are Spotify. You can find them, the majority of them on YouTube. And actually, it seems like they had like quite good print runs of the CDs. So it's quite easy to pick up albums secondhand if you, you want to get hold of any of this like uh, Nebula Productions stuff. But yeah, you have to do a bit of digging. It's not the easiest in the world to get to all of this. So do apologize for recommending some that might be a little frustrating and it, i'll be interested to know actually as well like how much of these bands you were aware of before because I, I must admit i was completely sort of ignorant to the scene but yeah for resisteration eternity that name never gets easier to say um like would definitely one that really stuck with me is just genuinely like ocean myth is just a really really solid uh death doom album <laughs> So the next band I'm not going to focus on too much. Uh, this is As Sahara. Um, they they seem to get around quite a bit, and another band that's all very much active. This point in time, they sound incredibly heavily influenced by like the Emperor demos and first Emperor album. It's that very um, raw, very fast slightly melodic slightly symphonic black metal so like keyboards are a huge part the very ethereal high-pitched screams super fast riffing that kind of blends into this like you know sort of distant noise it's it's very well done it's very unoriginal like but i, I like tracks like depressive monsoon really really great definitely a band they look like they've gone in a political direction i don't want anything to do with anymore so i mean if you if you fuck with that maybe maybe check them out but yeah one one i'm probably gonna stay clear of i'm afraid so quickly on moving on to the next one we have aradia um a-r-a-d-i-a -A -A, and they're another very black metal one although i'd say these guys 
probably more of like a Swedish black metal influence. It's very, very riffy black metal at any extent. Like, really sort of complex drumming rather than going for like the really, um, like the endless rolling blast beats. Like, there's a lot of like interesting tom work. And when he goes into a blast, they're like really nice and clear. The drums kind of sound like ass, but they're very well captured. Like, you know, you can very distinctly hear the snare and the kick and you know it gives it a gives it a big feel and like the guitar tone is very classically black metal and that 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 um really works well the the slightly sort of incestuous nature of these bands the burning twilight is also the drummer in uh langsir so you know there's some overlap there and you know he's a great drummer on both but he does seem to really get more of a place to shine with aradia um the singer is, is quite interesting. He he really sounds like someone who is on the absolute limit of like how hard he can scream. Like it sounds like his voice is about to crack at any moment. But he does this kind of cool back and forth where like it's thrown between so you're listening on headphones, like he does like a kind of clear, sort of echoey talking voice that throws back to his kind of more like aggressive screaming stuff. Um and yeah, the back and forth works really nicely. This one, like, it feels like something really frustrating happened here because this is great for, like, a kind of opening bit of material. Like, apparently before this they had a promo tape, then they appear on a couple of comps, and then have a live album, and then, like, don't have another release until 2010. So, like, it, like there's just no... There's no album there. There's no release. There's not even, like, a kind of proper demo beyond a promo tape which is probably something that you know only got sent to labels so it, it feels like there was an album in the works that like never came to life but in 2010 with quite a changed lineup i think they recorded draconis eulogy um which is actually really fucking good it's like a very it's very different to how this demo sounds like in the same vein i think writing wise but it's so much more sort of modern sounding and like harsh in a completely overwhelming way like that like, that kind of way only early 2000s black metal could be whereas a combination of like huge sounding like triggered drums really intense like treble turned up to max guitar so you just get this kind of like absolute wall of harsh noise it's yeah it's really decent um and it shows like a great evolution from this kind of very cool but quite primitive black metal start point so I, i'm glad the the band um finally did sing like apparently as well like they they they're another one they're still listed as um as active on metal archives although they haven't released any any new music in a while but yeah like interesting to see once again like another band who came out with the first full length that much later in the career <laughs> Let me the rain. 
so this brings us to the final band on the comp. Turns out it was only five and miscounted. Uh, Silk and Az, who seem to be like the big one. They seem to be quite well known as uh, Malaysian metal bands go. Um, I'd say they're kind of thrash metal meets death metal, like very, at least the very heavier end of thrash metal. Um, and yeah, they're long running, kind of well established at the point this compilation came out. So they had the debut album, um, Conception of Madness, out in like 93. And then a follow up, uh, Gurbang Kang Yang, uh, comes out the, the year after this. So it's sort of, it seems very centered around them. Also, uh, Jai Jokanaz, the singer of the band, who is seemingly like the one consistent member out of their entire time, it says on his metal archives, has uh, moved to Kuala Lumpur, um, and he has a shop there that sells metal called uh, Nebula Heavy Metal Shop. So I imagine he might have had some deal of a hand in the label. I can't, I can't find out who um, who owns the label online, but yeah. Uh, he might be relevant to that based on that information. So Silken has played this brand of very thrashy death metal, like it's really riffy, kind of very in your face. There's lots of showy but like very cool melodic lead guitar work throughout, like great bits with the guitar gun, just an extended tapping section while the vocalist sort of screams over the top of it. What's interesting is this particular release sits between. Um, they, as I say, they're two albums, but I think all the tracks are taken from the uh, Pandita Gila EP, which, um, so the, the band had always had drummers on like the previous two releases, and this just has uh, uh, Shidi Kanzab, who doesn't spend that much more time with the band, if he appears on the next album, then, then leaves, playing all the instruments, and the downside to this is there's some really shitly programmed drums uh, like uh, like it's all over they really sound very demo quality drums like the cymbal hits are all identical and that can kind of great and it's a shame because the guitar performance the vocal performance is really nailing it um yeah the, the screams are like this fantastic kind of death thrash like really energetic angry like and he does a lot of like interesting layering with it it's like the the ep like which is I think one additional track to this is very ambitious there's a lot of like cool stuff they're trying in the writing on one of the tracks they do this really like heavy layering of keyboards that gives it a bit of black metal energy um and yeah like there's some of the song structures are quite interesting like Kiss of the Whisper the first track on this I really like I just think that is a just excellent thrash track Eastern Barbaric Skull Crusher is just a fantastic song name so there's a lot they're nailing here but I for me this was a good way to get turned on to their other stuff like I, I think the albums either side of this are better and Ollie actually kindly bought me their 2020 release uh, Intravena Tantrica which um just shows a band who have really kind of evolved well from from the previous point. Uh, interestingly, so the songs here don't feature Darky on guitar as I say. It's just um, just that one musician doing everything. But he joins for the next album, and he's still with the band now. There's quite a few guys who are sort of still in the lineup from the early days. 
you know well over 20 years later and actually they've put out an album i've I've not got to called the madness of fear earlier this year so i say and still featuring pretty much the same lineup once again um so yeah definitely a band to sort of keep an eye on like still doing this cool brand of like you know thrash with great lead guitar work um and yeah still featuring some guys from from back in the day is another member of uh necrotic chaos in this one so yeah necrotic chaos interesting like death metal band to go out and check out another one who had some like really promising demos in the early 90s and then came out with their their debut like over 10 years later uh, in the early 2000s brings us on to the next compilation the ultimate metal collection from heaven to hell so this was put out in 1998 and it's by like the much bigger i think japanese based company pony canyon so it's it's more of like a sampler thing they've sort of done i'm not quite sure the history to it but it's got an interesting collection of bands i'd say this one skews kind of a little more mainstream than than the the nebula comp the nebula comp felt very like looking for people who are very into extreme stuff whereas this one's got more of a varied selection of bands so there's some cool heavy stuff on there it opens with another band who i think are seemingly quite important to like malaysian extreme metal history at least how the write-up in this comp goes this is chromok who still active as well got a ton of albums although haven't done much since um 2004 but they they predate a lot of these others like starting out in 1987 and um recording a debut in 91 uh image of purity and it's very sort of classic uh trad thrash stuff apparently like, they went over to australia to get this um to get this re- recorded so like they've they've got quite a kind of professional sound for it and by the time they're on this this compilation uh 1998 they'd put out a further free album so absolute kind of veterans of the scene and what they play is this very kind of trad like early style thrash lots of lead guitar some very like mid-paced chugging riffs the kind of growled vocals but growled in quite a like sort of accessible easy to understand way um yeah it's it's like honestly this track's fine it, they, i think it's let down by the drum sound is absolutely horrible i don't know if it's programmed or not but it's just it's kind of hard to get by and compared with some of the other stuff on this comp it just sounded a bit um 
kind of a bit by the numbers. I'd like to go back and check out their earlier material, though. I want to, you know, where this band, like, kind of know what this band sounded like in 91. Like, they're certainly, you know, very, <laughs> very kind of ahead of their time. But yeah, maybe just hadn't evolved the sound that much by uh, 1998. The next band are a very interesting one, and one I'm still deeply conflicted on, I think I need to go check out more from. This is Infectious Maggots. Uh, they, another one, you know, I think this might be a theme with this compilation, like, they've been around a bit longer, starting in 1991, having a debut album, Deep Within Our Grief, Factory Milk Runs Red. Um, incredibly strange title. Um, yeah, it's out in 93, so by, like, 98, they are sort of well-established in the scene. Um, and their list is playing Grind, but, like, their sound is all over the place. Like, there is... Like, the song, the first track of theirs on this starts really promisingly. Uh, Morbid Massacre has this kind of it sounds like Gorefest, like, sorry, not Morbid Massacre, I'm getting the wrong band. Uninvited Dancer is the song, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, the, the, the sound, the first two minutes of the song sound like Gorefest, like, it's that same kind of delivery of Jan Chris, that very low, guttural voice. There's some, like, cool but subtly guitar work. It's got that kind of heavy but slightly plodding death metal feel to it. And then things speed up and it suddenly comes in with these, like, distorted almost rapping vocals and then goes back to sounding a bit like Gorefest and then the middle of the song goes for this like minute long like atmospheric keyboard break before kind of ending the song much like it started. They're a band I want to spend more time with because actually in fact they have another album unknown which this is off uh, out at this point in time so yeah I think the tracks in this compilation are just picked from from other releases whereas I sort of get the impression maybe some of the others were recorded for the Storm and Nebula one. Infectious Maggots are an interesting one. They're certainly doing their own thing. Um, like, all their tracks have, a, like, a little bit of an industrial leaning, or, like, a moment of it will suddenly go into something that wouldn't sound out of place on a pitch shifter song, but otherwise they're doing this, like, very old-school, like, almost British grind-sounding thing. A lot of mixed influences here. They've got three albums. Um, apparently another one who are, are still active as well, although their last album was, was in the year 2000. I'd be very interested to to listen through all of them and see like, the evolution there. Um, yeah, definitely a band I want to dig into deeper after this. Although, as I say, I still have no idea quite how I feel about them. <laughs>
so next up we have another long-running one and a band that just kept things going so this is ftg uh standing for freedom that's gone who yeah again started 89 and they play this kind of very evil sounding thrash metal simple but evil like they've they've kind of got nailed down a formula particularly on the first track on this uh power that the riffs like very easy to play but around that core of these kind of catchy slightly dark very memorable riffs you have really cool drum grooves some fantastic lead guitar work and the vocal performance is very very memorable this like sort of croaky almost black metal-y voice like a very strange scream vocal delivery but for me it like it really kind of sits there like it just I know, it just nails it. The tracks are taken from their third album to the front, and yeah, they're just really good. It's like, let's say, there's a certain, certain darkness to it that just gets over kind of all the all the sort of slight issues of recording. Like, it's another one where the, the drums sound kind of awful. Um, but I, I quite like the guitar tone, and as I say, that, that sort of simplicity really works in their favor another band i think it'd be fun to dig into a bit deeper especially considering like you know they seem to just power through and just keep making albums for the for the next few like few years i think they put out like over 12 in total so yeah like a very a very like active fresh band who definitely had like a certain uniqueness to their sound so next up is the band that I probably most encourage listeners to go away and check out. Those who have like been a big fan of my like death metal gems episode, I think I think we'll be into this one. So this is Silent Death. Um they another one had been around a very long time, starting out under the name Bacteria in nineteen eighty seven. Which is a real shame to change that name, because that is a fantastic band name. Um but they have this legendary debut album before the sunrise that came out in 1992 they put out a sort of string of releases since um another one who apparently still active as well although i think tragically most of the members who were on before the sunrise have, have passed away since but um yeah the tracks on this are taken from the break the silence ep which is more in the vein of before the sunrise i've not I've not heard any of their their later releases, I'm afraid. Although one is called Morbid Massacre, which is the name of the track I accidentally referenced earlier from Break the Silence. So, yeah, they they've got two tracks on this: uh, Morbid Massacre and the fantastic Die from Agony, which is this great kind of like one is like songs where they like death metalify Slayer riffs, you know, that kind of Vader formula, or though, albeit not quite as polished and tight as vader but this has this great kind of proto death metal feel to it that album's the same it's like it's got the kind of nastiness heaviness that kind of evil but is is played with that very sort of loose youthful energy like the drums are not quite tight especially goes into the faster double kick sections they're a bit loose and the kick drum sounds a bit odd but there's uh, there's something about this where there's just a charm to them sounding this way and it fits with that kind of nasty sloppy gruesome death metal aesthetic they've got going on the the vocals are excellent those great very very low gurgly sound like I mean, again, not full-on brutal death metal, but for something going out in the early 90s, uh, a very low, heavy vocal approach. And then they throw in these, like, cool moments of lead guitar. I think what really 
charmed about this is they they get the guitar tone very right it's it's a very classic early death metal guitar tone that is yeah really good really fits the sound if you're looking something raw and like heavy to take away from the early malaysian scene silent death definitely seemed like a a band worth delving further into and as a like very much still active they they put out uh, an album in 2022 i'm not sure if it's uh, a re-recording or or not but um yeah still a band doing stuff Next, we have a band I'm very divided on. This is Necromanticide, who are a Christian metal band who Metal Archives lists as metalcore industrial grindcore, which very much surprised me when I heard their first track, Catacombs of Death. Um, this song is great kind of gnarly death dune with like these really kind of bizarre evil sounding vocals that come in from like all all angles of the mix like panned all over the place loads of different effects on the voice just a really nasty tone to everything it's yeah a very grim very evil sounding release and it's taken that track is taken from their 1995 the underground scene split with uh singapore um hardcore punk band opposition party and it, yeah it sounds like a fantastic kind of evil as fuck death doom but then they have a second track in here taken from the album hate regime the the title track of that and i don't like it at all it's like i don't know the kind of evil sounding's gone it's it's more classic thrashy it's a bit more plodding the vocals are far more far more standard i yeah i just I'm not into it. Like, I, I just, I'm not into the guitar tone. The riffs are very kind of plodding, and I, I miss the kind of really out there vocal delivery of the other tracks. So it's one I'd definitely go back and check out the split in full, but um, personally, I wouldn't recommend the, the full length. I, apparently, yes, another band who reformed in 2016, although, yeah, haven't, haven't put any music since. But yeah, like, there doesn't seem to be many bands on this list that aren't active still.
So earlier I accused this compilation of being a bit mainstream, and that, that's probably unfair. I think it's entirely inclusion of this next band that, that kind of made me feel that way. So the the next band along is The Fallen with Temporary Suicide. So Fallen seemed like a more kind of short-lived one, and the the track on this like they they never put out a full length album they just just do a demo and appear on a couple of a couple of splits the track they have on this very much feels like fresh metal meets a bit of pantera and then goes really grungy in the middle the vocals vary somewhere between like kind of phil anselmo and james hetfield it even has like the, the kind of mellow fresh bit in the middle where everything gets very serious and the vocalist gets very serious there's there's a moment in the annihilator song stonewall if you watch the music video where like in the middle of the music video the singer takes off his sunglasses to show how serious he's got so this is a this song has a full takes off his sun <laughs> sunglasses moment the lead guitarist is very talented on this interestingly the one that doesn't really have any sort of connecting legacy like they don't have much out before us. I think in total the band did like a demo and a couple of splits, so they don't seem like a very... They, I can't, compared to everything else in this, where they, they sort of have a couple of albums, I'm not quite sure why, why this band are on the comp. But um, interestingly, looking them up, apparently they, the, the front man has gone on to be an incredibly successful YouTuber. I, I hadn't heard of them, but I, I know fuck all about that kind of thing. But they've got like 500,000 subscribers, which seems like a big deal to me. So, you know... I'm sure they'll be fine me not liking their song very much. Um, yeah, The Fallen never never went on to much more after this one. So there's a few more bands on this comp. Uh, Silken has make an appearance, as do uh, as Sahara. But the, the last band I haven't spoken about is Suffocation. So this is Suffer as in S-U-F-F-E-R-Cation. Yeah, not not the legendary death metal band, but another death metal band kind of legendary in their own way. So Suffocation, apparently first band in Malaysia to put out a death metal album. So first first death metal album released in Malaysia, 1992's Day of Darkness. And the core of the band seemed to be the brothers uh, Rob Razak and Lee Razak, uh, Lee being the drummer, Rob being the, the guitarist and bassist, uh, whatever was needed. They're... A lot of the albums were recorded as a free piece, um, and they, they were active apparently since like '86. So yeah, like very much like a, a staple in the scene. Um, they they kept putting out albums for a long time. The final one in 2020, um, yeah, and then they are one of the only bands we've covered actually that have split up since. But definitely one to go back to. Where I was saying Silent Death is very proto sounding. Suffocation is extremely proto sounding. It's very like mid paced, just solid traditional death metal. Like the vocals are this great clear grunt. There's the riffs are really decent, really memorable, but very sort of non technical, very kind of mid paced. But they sound heavy. They're, there's really kind of decent tones of the guitars, that vocal performance like anchors it really nicely there's some cool kind of quite wild shredding solo it's not like anything super melodic or fancy but it's very fast and sort of comes out of nowhere and injects some energy in in the middle of the track and this is this is a song off their their third album in sufferance so they i, I don't know that there's a huge amount of evolution between each release like i'd be interested to go back to their their earlier stuff i've only checked out in sufferance and it's a, a cool album to say very if you're looking for that middle road, like, 90s kind of death metal sound, they nail it. It's it's really decent, but it is 
as I say, very kind of primitive sounding. The only downside is you can kind of hear this in the end of the track is it sounds like there's some really cool bass work going on, but unless you are wearing amazing headphones, you cannot hear it. And even then you like you have to kind of strain to find it, which is a is a shame. But overall this this sounds sounds really solid. And it's and he's tightly performed. It's just straightforward heavy stuff. But you know these are the, the kind of progenitors of the Malaysian death metal scene, it, it seems. So that basically covers everything on these cops. Like, I thought it was immensely exciting when Ollie gave me them last year. It was at that point where I was taking a break from the podcast, so I, I didn't have a chance to cover them. But it sent me down like a real rabbit hole checking out sort of related bands. And I've tried to listen to albums where I could sort of, you know, connect it to this. But it obviously... You can tell going through this, there is a million albums I could have I could have looked up. There's whole discographies I'd be really interested to talk about. And so it's definitely something I could possibly do, like a part two, come back and you know check out like the the maybe like the eight or nine bands I've chosen to play bits of music from and see what their discographies are like. Um, I definitely feel I could delve deeper on the Malaysian metal scene. Like let's say it's something I know very very little about. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a bit of a bit of a weird one sort of going into stuff at more of a first pass like this isn't my usual super deep uh dive onto bands discographies as always if you want to get in touch uh at breakfast metal on twitter phil's breakfast metal on facebook uh um phil's breakfast metal on instagram uh phil's breakfast metal at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and if you could leave any reviews on your various like podcatcher sites that that would be fantastic but anyway thanks a lot for listening